Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the 100th episode of Recloseted Radio. It is so surreal that we have done 100 episodes together now. And if you've been listening since the beginning or you went back and listened to all of our episodes, thank you so much. We know that a lot of our community members love the podcast and are diehard fans. So thank you so much again for your support. It definitely keeps us going. And you know, behind the scenes, the podcast takes a lot of work because we need to plan out our content, write everything out, also reach out to get guests, and then we also edit our podcast. And so there's a lot of work that goes into it, but it always warms my heart and makes our days when we hear that people love the podcast. So thank you so much again. And this is just the beginning. We're going to continue to do our Recloseted Radio podcast. So we're looking forward to the next 100 episodes and beyond. In all transparency, we've actually been thinking about what we should do for our 100th episode back and forth for a couple months now. And at Recloseted headquarters, we decided to get a little bit more vulnerable and deep with our community. And I'm actually going to share 10 mistakes that I've made in my entrepreneurial journey. I'm going to get super raw and candid with you. And hopefully by me sharing my top 10 mistakes in my entrepreneurial journey, it can also prevent you from making the same mistakes. So I hope that this is helpful for you. And I also feel like this is going to turn out to be kind of like a mini therapy session. So I hope you're ready to take our relationship to the next level. Without any further ado, let's get into it. I have a feeling this is going to be a long episode, so feel free to get a coffee or an herbal tea, a pen and a paper, and let's dive in. So one of my first rookie mistakes I made when I first started Recloseted was the fact that I thought that I could figure it all out on my own and not need anyone. I personally have a business background and a business degree. And so I was like, you know what, I can figure it out because when I was in my teens, I started my own piano teaching business and I was able to figure that out. So I should be able to figure this out. And I was really determined to use my BCom degree and Google to figure it out. And you know what, six months later, I was still doing a bunch of random stuff. Like I was doing a blog, I was hosting clothing swaps. And while it was great and it raised a lot of awareness for the slow fashion movement, I wasn't really making a lot of revenue and it was really just like a passion project for me. It wasn't a real business. And so one of my friends who is now killing it, but one of my close friends, she started to do a coaching business and she needed her first few clients. So I decided to take the plunge and work with her. And we worked together to really determine how I could monetize Recloseted and take it from that passion project to an actual business. And I really needed to work with her because I needed that push to really figure out what I was doing with Recloseted because I knew deep down that I wanted to turn this into a full-fledged business and I didn't necessarily want to do a nonprofit or a charity, 
but I did want it to be an impact-focused business. And so we worked together to figure that out. And after I worked with her, I was able to pivot Recloseted, turn it into a consulting agency and really build it to what it is today. And with that pivot too, I was able to make my first $10,000 within a few months. And with all of this, I learned that, you know, it's sometimes really important to swallow your pride and your ego and really leave it at the door and always have a beginner's mindset and be curious, be willing to learn and see what people can teach you because it's so important for new entrepreneurs and founders to soak up as much learning as possible. And the reality is that you can't figure it out alone. You need help and you need support. And this is something I wish that I knew and I really embodied from the start of my entrepreneurial journey because while those six months while recloseted with my passion project were so fulfilling, I was also running around with my head cut off, not really doing anything and just aimlessly working for the sake of working. And it was just really unproductive and I definitely burnt out. And I wish that I could have saved all that time, those resources and all that energy to actually put towards moving the needle in my business. And looking back on it now, I don't necessarily regret doing whatever it was that I was doing for those six months because it did eventually lead me to realize that sometimes you need to ask for help and that's okay. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of you knowing exactly what gaps you have in your business and making sure that you reach out and you get that support so that you can get to the next level. And that's definitely one of the lessons I learned very early on into my entrepreneurial journey. So I definitely wanted to share that with you. Okay, so the next mistake that I want to talk about is actually something I am still cringing so hard about and I'm still really ashamed about it, but I don't think I've ever publicly talked about this. Some of my close friends and family know about this, but I do think it's important for me to say what I did wrong so that it can hopefully save a lot of you as well. The second mistake I made is that I did not validate one of my products before I launched it. And for those of you that are loyal Recloseted Radio listeners or you are loyal at Recloseted Instagram followers, you are probably gasping because I talk about validating your products and taking that customer first approach all the time. But this mistake is literally why I talk about this and I push this on all my clients all the time because I personally had to go through the really painful realization that it is so important to validate a product before you launch it. So a couple of years ago, I decided to make our first online program because I had been doing one-on-one consulting with some of our clients for a couple of years and decided that because a lot of them had similar issues and I was giving them similar strategies, I could probably group all of my recommendations into a course and save myself and some of our clients time. So on surface, it sounded like a really good strategy and it was a good idea, but what went wrong is the fact that I just assumed I knew what they wanted and what my ideal customer, which is a slow fashion founder, or you who's listening, I just assumed what all of you wanted because I got a little bit cocky and I was like, well, you know what? We're working with all these slow fashion founders already. I know what all their challenges are. So I'm just going to go and make this course because I feel like this is exactly what should help them. And this is exactly what we need to do. 
In other words, I started making a product without doing any market research because I was cocky or my ego was too big and I just felt like I had all the answers already so I didn't really need to engage my ideal customer. That is a huge no-no, that is a huge red flag. I should have taken a step back, done some market research, done some interviews, but instead I went straight into making this product. And a few months later, when we finally launched it, there were crickets. No one enrolled, no one bought anything, and I was devastated. This program, just so we can all laugh together, it was called the Conscious Apparel Academy. So kind of like our Conscious Apparel Accelerator, it's still CAA, but the whole premise behind this academy was the fact that it would be a bunch of little mini courses. So we would have one on financials and funding, we would have one on marketing, one on sales, one on design. And we would package them all into our Conscious Apparel Academy, our whole suite of programs. But what I failed to realize was that people didn't want to enroll in a bunch of mini courses. They actually just wanted one that would take them from beginning to end and give them everything they needed. And so the first mini course we launched was actually a financial course. And I spent a few months developing it and really fine tuning it. And when we finally launched, there was crickets like I talked about. And I was just so devastated and so down and I got really depressed and sad about it. But, you know, the reason why this happened was, again, we just didn't have the market research. I didn't take the time to do it. And what happened after that was that I swallowed my pride. I talked myself back up and I went back out there to collect the data and the feedback to figure out exactly why that happened and what went wrong and I shortly realized that again like people just don't want these mini courses and so that's why I really really always stress taking a customer first approach and I am such a big fan of doing the market research even if you feel like you know your ideal customer because there could be things that surprise you that you're not aware of and could really change the game for your launch or for your product. And now we've done the market research, we've definitely co-created solutions with our clients, and we now have our Conscious Label Launcher Program, or CLL, which helps launch sustainable fashion brands. And then we also have our Conscious Apparel Accelerator Program, or CAA, that scales sustainable fashion brands. So we've come a long way since that Conscious Apparel Academy idea, but we wouldn't have been able to get here so successfully without doing that market research and putting our slow fashion founders first. And so this is just something that I want to share with you. Again, it's something I've never publicly shared because I have a lot of, I know, just like a lot of anxiety and PTSD because whenever you spend so much time doing something and it falls flat and it doesn't work out the way you want it to, it can be really traumatizing. So I hope that me sharing this with you will really illuminate and really show you how important it is to take that customer first approach and do the market research. The third mistake is that I was scared to invest in my business. And I know that a lot of you might be feeling like this as well, so I did want to include this. The first time I invested to work with a mentor in a program, it was about $1,000, and I remember being terrified because $1,000 is a lot of money, And I wasn't really sure if I was actually going to get the results they were talking about, but I did some research and I really trusted the mentor and I really trusted the reviews of the program. And so I took the plunge and I'm so glad I did because I got so much back from this program and I was able to really take my business to the next level. 
And from that, I really realized that it is an investment, right? It's money that you spend, but it's money that you're going to gain back and then some if you're choosing wisely and being smart about how you invest your money. And it doesn't have to be investing in a program or a mentor, but it could be even things like being scared to invest in advertising for your business or being scared to invest in influencer campaigns or even mentors or programs. Like whatever it is, it's really important just to remember that you want to continually work on your money mindset and make sure that you know that as you invest into your business and if you do it wisely, you are able to make that money back and then some. And so it's really important to do your research, make sure you're investing your money wisely, but also don't be living in this fear of never investing because, you know, if I had never invested in that program or if I had never invested in advertising, I would definitely not be where I am today. And I'm sure that a lot of you can probably say the same thing too. So whenever you do feel a little bit afraid or you don't have a lot of courage to take that leap to invest, just remember that you need to do your research. And after you've done your research and it checks out, then just invest. Just do it because it is going to definitely pay off for your business. Another mistake I wanted to talk about was just the fact that when I was first starting Recloseted, I was definitely very idealistic and I wasn't logically looking at what was going on in my business. As an example, I feel like manifestation has become really popular in today's day and age. And I'm not saying that I don't believe in manifesting things. I definitely do believe that you need to have goals and you need to think about them and you need to work towards them. But what I'm saying I don't necessarily agree with is just, you know, chanting in your room every day saying that you're going to make a million dollars and believing that it's just magically going to happen. You need to have a goal, right? And if your goal is to make a million dollars, that's great, but we need to make a strategy and we need to make a plan so that you can actually get there. You're not magically just going to get there by chanting that every single day in your bedroom, in your corner, right? So I feel like I could have really used this pep talk and reality check because I think, you know, not that I thought that that was going to happen, but I do know that there's some people out there like that. So just to say that you do need a plan and you do need a strategy and to back all of that up, you need to logically approach all the data and the numbers in your business and be realistic about what's possible. Because yes, you can eventually get to a million dollars in revenue, but you're probably not going to do it tomorrow or next week, right? If you're currently at 10K. That's a huge gap and you need to be realistic about where you are at, what numbers you're pulling in and what you need in order to get there. And I think a lot of the times I was super idealistic and super positive around what could happen in our business. And when we wouldn't reach goals because they were so absurdly high and out of our reach, I would become really discouraged and really let down. So it's really important to be logical about your numbers, really understand what industry average conversion rates or industry average web traffic looks like. And take that data and analyze it and make ambitious goals, but not super out there wildly ambitious goals, right? Because usually you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. So it's really important to be strategic and logical and really realistic when it comes to that. Another mistake is the fact that I definitely worked harder versus worked smarter. Early on into my entrepreneurial journey, I believe that if I was not working 24-7 or if I was not stressed out all the time, something was wrong. And I think I felt a lot of guilt around not working hard 
And it's definitely things that I've worked through with my mindset coach, Helen. And I've had her on Recalcited Radio twice now. So make sure you go back and listen to a couple of those episodes because those were really well done. But anyways, I had this mindset block that I felt like I had to work hard. Otherwise, I was a disappointment or I just wasn't fulfilling my life's potential. And it was just really silly stuff. And I really was able to take a look at myself and realize after multiple burnout episodes that this wasn't sustainable and everyone only has a certain amount of hours every single day and you need to sleep and you need to eat and you need to take care of yourself. So it's important to figure out how to work smarter and not harder. And a big help for that was just realizing that not everything has to feel like an intense uphill climb. Sometimes you can feel like you're coasting because you're in the flow and you're doing things you love and you're doing things that come easy to you, right? So it's really important to only work on things that will move the needle in your business. And then if there's anything in your business that you dread doing or you're just quite frankly not good at doing and you're not super efficient and you're finding that you just don't have time to do some of the more strategic things in your business, then delegate and delete it. You know, if you don't need to do it, then delete it. But if it's a core business activity that still needs to be done, give it to someone else to do. And maybe they're going to be much better at it and they're going to love doing it. So just remember that you don't have to work hard to be successful. You can work smart and there's so many great examples of that. And at the end of the day, you know, working hard does not equate to success. What actually equates to success is you actually accomplishing all of your goals, not burning out and making sure you're taking care of yourself. So that's definitely something I had to learn multiple times the hard way. So I just wanted to share that with you because taking care of your mental health as a founder and as an entrepreneur and someone that has a community that you're always trying to show up for and potentially a small team that you're also trying to show up for as well, this is so important. The next mistake or the sixth mistake, if you're keeping track, is the fact that I was such a perfectionist and I think I still am. I don't know if I can say was. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Let's just leave it at that. But I remember when I first started Recloseted, I wanted it to be perfect because I felt like it was a reflection of myself out there in the world and I wanted this Recloseted brand to be spotless and amazing and people have to resonate with it. And having done a lot of self-reflection and being in counseling and therapy for numerous years, I've realized that this comes from a place of me being very anxious and really wanting to control as much as I can and really not liking the unknown. So I try to cope by controlling things and making sure they're all perfect. And that shows up as being a perfectionist in my work. And, you know, I wish I could go back and tell former self me that, you know, people are not going to notice if a font size is slightly off or if a graphic is slightly off center, you know, like it's it's not the end of the world and it's not worth boiling the ocean over. And at the end of the day, done is better than perfect. And I think that that's so true. Like so long as you're still proud of your work and it's not, you know, it's not horrific, then you can put it out because it doesn't need to be 110% perfect for you to put it out. You can put it out even if it's 80% there because as a founder, you have so many different things you're doing in your business and you wear so many hats. And so you can't be worrying over the nitty gritty details of every single little thing. So just put it out, let it go, feel at peace with it and 
If you're in a situation where you're such a perfectionist that sometimes some of your creations don't see the light of day, then I highly encourage you to work on this because the world deserves to see your creative talent. The world deserves to see the amazingness that you have created. And instead of trying to protect yourself, maybe with your perfectionism or, you know, like me trying to control everything, really start to challenge yourself to let go of some of that and see what happens. And another mistake I made early on into building Recloseted is putting so much of my self-worth into the business. Because when I first started, I used to think of Recloseted as my baby or as an extension of me. And I took things so personally. Every single success would be such a high, high. And every single failure would be such a low, low. And, you know, if I ever faced a setback, it would feel like I personally faced a setback. And personally for me, like I'm definitely a very empathetic person. So I think that also does not help the situation. But it is not healthy for you to put so much self-worth into your business. Like granted, you're of course going to care about it and you're of course going to really be wanting it to do well, but you really need to separate yourself from your business because you are not the same person and it is not healthy to think of your business as your baby or as an extension of yourself. And what I started to do was think of Recloseted like its own entity, which is what it is, right? It's its own business. And while I care very deeply for this business, you know, just because Recloseted's doing well or just because Recloseted's not doing well, it doesn't mean that it needs to affect my mood. So I started detaching myself from it a little bit, but still, of course, being very invested and involved in the business. And it's definitely a tricky dance. And, you know, I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm not 100% there yet. But I do think it's really, really important to make that distinction and don't put so much of your self-worth into your business. Because again, like it's not healthy, but it's also so exhausting, right? To ride that emotional roller coaster wave. So try to separate that and really ensure that you and your business are separate entities. So the next mistake I want to talk about, or the eighth mistake, is the fact that I didn't trust others with my brand. And this kind of builds upon that mentality and those previous mistakes I made where I was a perfectionist. And I also really felt like Recloseted was my baby. So in that, I didn't trust other people to do items up to my standards because, again, I wanted everything to be perfect. And then also, I didn't trust others with my business because it was my baby, right? And so this was a not healthy combination and it really didn't allow me to start to outsource and trust others with my brand to get help. And so what inevitably happened is that I had grown I had so much work on my plate and I was so burnt out and I just didn't trust anyone to help me. And so I really started to work on that because you do need to delegate to scale. And it's stuff that I tell our conscious apparel accelerator participants all the time because to scale and grow and get to that next level, you cannot keep doing it yourself. You're not going to be doing it as well. You're going to be stretched way too thin. So it's really important to hire the right people, that's key, and then onboard them and set them up for success. And pleasantly, what I saw in my experience is that when you hire the right people, you onboard them and you support them, what ends up happening is they actually end up probably doing a better job than you were doing because they're not spread so thin and they're not frantically running around doing all these things. 
and they can also bring their unique and creative spin on things. So it actually might end up to be better when you give up control and you trust others with your brand. And then the next mistake or the ninth mistake is not documenting enough. And this might sound silly, but looking back now, I do wish that I would have taken more videos or I would have journaled a little bit more just so I could really see what it used to be like and what my problems used to be. Because as you get bigger and as you scale, you get new problems. The problems never disappear. And you also get to experience a lot of cool things as you're running your own business. So it's always nice to document things. So if you haven't already started either journaling or doing just like video entries, you know, no one ever has to see them. But I think it's really just for your own purposes. And just as an incentive to do this, you know, the economy is cyclical. So I have talked about this on the podcast before where I do recommend, you know, in times of prosperity and also in times of busts, you know, in a bull and a bear market, you want to make sure you're documenting what's going on so that your past self can bring reassurance and also advice to your future self, right? So one of the podcast guests that we've had on before, her name's Stephanie, she talked about the fact that she ran her business through the 2008 financial crisis and she journaled throughout it. So when COVID hit, she was actually able to go back to her journal entries and they were able to reassure her and help her. So it's really important to document things. And as another note too, like it's also so nice just to record your wins and your successes so that you can also reflect and realize how far you've come. Because when you look back on some of your old goals, or maybe you look back on some of your old successes or even some of your old problems, you can see exactly how far you've come and how much you've done. And that can always be a motivating factor, at least for me. And so definitely recommend you document your journey. And then the last mistake or mistake number 10 is letting other people's opinions affect me. And this is something that I've definitely mastered over the years. But when I first launched Precloseted, I was so insecure. I feel like I I was always wondering about like, you know, oh, what will this person think if I start this business? Or what will this person say if I start this business? And at the end of the day, there are a lot of things to worry about and a lot of things to think about, but other people's opinion should not be one of them. The only opinion that matters is your opinion. I will say that again. The only opinion that matters when you go to sleep at night and before you die on your deathbed is your opinion and how you lived your life. Live your life for you. Do not have any regrets. Pursue your dreams with everything you've got. And that's definitely something that I now live by. And of course, I'll seek advice and thoughts from mentors and close friends of mine, but I don't let other people's opinions hold me back from what I want to do. And those were the 10 mistakes that I wanted to share with you in hopes that it could help you. Again, I am so proud that this is our 100th episode. And if you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much. It's been such a crazy ride. I've been so, so fortunate to have such an amazing community. And I am so happy too that you are starting or you already have a genuinely conscious, sustainable fashion brand. We definitely need more businesses like that in the world. And if you like this episode, I did want to leave you with two free resources. If you haven't launched your brand yet, make sure you download our free blueprint to launch a sustainable fashion brand. It's valued at over $24 USD. 
And this is an ebook that will have all the steps you need to launch your brand. You can snag your copy at www.recloseted.com start or click the link in the show notes. And then the second exciting resource I wanted to share with you is the fact that we are starting a free private Facebook group community for slow fashion founders that are hoping to launch a sustainable fashion brand. You can go to www.recloseted.com group to join. And we are going to be sharing exclusive content in this group. And I am hosting a live three-day bootcamp in January. So make sure you sign up. Don't miss out. We're going to be sharing a bunch of stuff until then. And again, the link is www.recloseted.com group. And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.